Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pixel Radio Commentary. I am Zach. I'm Evelyn, and you should brace yourself for Zach to have some sort of really bad pun or transition here in a second. Listen, oh, man. What am uh, I known for? What am I most known here for, please? is my pre-grown. <laughs> uh, I'm Carlo, by the way, in case Hi, you Carlo. didn't realize that. Listen, it's my birthday this week. I have to be a little bit cheesy at some point. I'm, I'm entitled to that, right? Uh, yeah, well, well, happy I birthday. I can't argue with that. You, you can have some weirdness on your birthday. We yeah, won't so deny it. Uh, well, you know, but, what else I are mean, birthdays for? We reserve the right to make fun of you anyways. But. I would expect no less. So yeah, what I've have... got a whole bag of popcorn right here to start throwing. <laughs> Peanut Get the rotten gallery. tomatoes out. <laughs> uh, what have you guys been up to? What have you guys been playing recently? Uh so we are in a lull of nothing Nothing's until of nothing that I want to play until like September. My yeah, gaming life is going and playing Switch demos and City Skyline. So that's about it. Octopath, basically. Octopath and uh, Captain Toad. That's pretty okay. much what I've been into. Yeah. Uh, I'm also on the Switch train. Uh, I'm playing a game from last year called Hollow Knight. And holy oh, I shit. I heard that's good. That. Heard yeah. that's good. It's really good. Like, okay. Like, okay. I, I bought it on PC. I played a little bit of it. And I'm like, okay, I need to wait for this for Switch. This is like the perfect Switch game. Lo and behold, I was right, but I'm also kicking myself because, like, holy shit, this game would have been on my top 10 last year, and that's a top 10 of games that were fucking fantastic. Hollow Knight is ridiculous. It is so good. It, like, takes the Dark Souls sort of style of gameplay and brings it to a whole nother level and makes it, like, not... It, it, like, takes the lessons from Dark Souls, makes it less bullshitty, but then still has that, like, mysteriousness, still has, like... It's like everything feels like it's my fault, and it's still like, oh, man, it's like the right type of hard. Cool. I need definitely need to get into that. That and uh, it's funny, like the two games where I'm like, oh, these are older, quote unquote, older games that I still need to get on my Switch, and I need to just like do a run through. Hollow Knight is one of them, and thematically, Shovel Knight is another one, because I still haven't fucking played Shovel Knight, and yeah. I really need to. It's a throwbacky one. Yeah. Like and a couple a years. It's a classic one. It's, yeah. a, it's a good one. How, how old does a game have to be for it to be a classic? Uh, <laughs> uh, when, I mean... Because the way we so, talk so, about games, it's like a game that came out two years ago. So there's, there's, two le- <laughs> there's like two levels to that, right? Like, I feel like there's the Game of the Year edition, yep. right? <laughs> It hey, this came out in October. <laughs> game of the Year edition. Oh, fuck off. Um, it was a terrible game. Game of the Year yeah, edition. And then, and then you have like the like like. Do you remember like the PS2 Greatest Hits collection mm-hmm. of like games that had come out already, but we're just gonna throw Greatest Hits on it and sell it to you at a, like yep. a slightly reduced price. Nintendo, but newer. Nintendo 64 did the same thing with like the Gold Edition. It was the exact same game. It's just they painted the case gold. So like, I don't really want to give th- that shit. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> give this one to the manufacturers, but. I feel like we can call a game classic when it's officially gotten a remaster. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Boy, that's, uh, games are going to get classic faster and faster. Oh, yes, oh, they Call are. of Duty 4 is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> We're On gonna... the subject of uh, changing the color of the box, did you see that headline that people are buying physical copies of um, Fortnite the for fuck? like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay? Wait. No, I didn't. Yeah. Also, why? What? 
because it's hardly a thing. Like, apparently they hardly made any physical copies because who gets physical copies of games anymore? So it's like a collector's so item. So it's a collector's item, and people are selling them for like $250 Dude, on eBay. what a fucking weird world we live in. That was exactly my reaction. Yeah, I, like, it, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. We're, we're like the last of a, the last generation to have physical games, and how yeah. weird is that? Like, it was, I remember uh, when I got my new laptop, it didn't have a disk drive, and I was like, eh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't I would, owned a computer yeah. that had a disk drive in probably eight years. Yeah. Maybe longer. Ugh. Yeah. So weird. So. So weird. My sunglasses are out of reach, so I can't do this bit. But. Uh, <laughs> Carlo was going to be hot take Carlo today. Yeah, like every time I put on sunglasses. Like, you know what? <laughs> Pick them up. <laughs> Going up. All right. This is a audio podcast. Here, hot in take. Carlo is in the house. <laughs> Here's my hot take on on that whole thing. Uh, I would say that we have gone past the realm of physical games one generation ago. Like, because we're at the point where you have that game on di- on disc. I agree. Actually, you plug it into your console, and it doesn't fucking work. You need that day one pass. You need to be connected to the internet. Yep. We all know what's up right now. And on one hand, yeah, it's kind of bullshit. On the other hand, like. That's just how software development works these days. Yeah. Like, you can't get around it. You're going to have day one patches, and now these day one patches are so important. And, like, online-only, service-based games, like, that's been... It's coming to a head, like, now-ish, but, like, it's been a thing for a whole generation. Yeah. It's actually really interesting to, you know, see some of the 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 sunglasses are off. Like, the content creation (laughs) with that in mind. Like, some of the content creation around video games where it used to be, like... This whole thing, like, oh, yeah, you know, we have to get the disc out. Like, Twitch streaming, I think, was a big change in that. Because, like, if you wanted to switch games in Twitch streaming, you would have actually had to, like, go and get that out, get the, your game off the wall. And I remember I'm... seeing that in early Twitch streams. Are you really? No, I, I, I you know. Or like, or, like, when people would stream, like, Genesis games sure, or SNES or... games. And you yeah. have, like, this big box in front of you. And you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to rummage through this. Like, oh, hey, check it out. Yeah, like, I've seen, Lion King. I remember seeing that as well, where people would do, like, a random stream where they, like, start their stream. Like, I'm going to pick the game out of a box today of what I'm going to play today or you know I'd see you know all of the various gaming YouTube personalities uh, you know pull a game off the wall as part of their video and it's like yeah and then you to, don't fucking do that anymore to circle it all back now we just like turn on Twitch and it's fucking Fortnite yep I remember <laughs> when the Xbox One first came out and there was a big huge hullabaloo about needing to be online all the time, right? Uh, like, oh, yeah. When it first when dare, it first got released, yeah. yeah. How dare they make us keep our Xboxes on connected to the internet? How could they possibly expect this? Now it's like, I'm glad we're over that as a society. But well, it was a really I mean, stupid thing to get I mean, mad about. We in the first are, place. we are in a weird way, but at the same time, like I do think that it is very unfortunate for the people without good internet and like yeah, like it's more of a condemnation of this of the United States infrastructure and like the companies within it. But like compared to other places, we don't like, there are places here that don't have good internet. Like if you live outside of the city, you're fucked. Yeah. Like I have, like, I have a coworker that literally has um, like kilobytes up down still. He doesn't Jesus. even have a megabyte. And I'm just like, Oh man, that sucks. He downloads games at work because it's faster. Obviously. Yeah. But. I wonder if we're going to hit the point very soon or in the next generation where one of the major consoles, whatever it may be, whether it's the Xbox 2, quote-unquote, or the PS5. They're um, never coming out with another gen of Xbox. It's just going to be iterations yeah, of I, for the sure. rest of eternity. But I wonder yeah. if, one, or, if they're not yeah. going to have There's rumors. a disc 
drive. Um, so because like so it, few people, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if they had like a thin version where they just got rid of that whole feature. Yeah, I, I'm. Point. I, I mean, think that's not far away. With Microsoft's Game Pass, I think that's a lot closer. Um, to in that regards. Yeah. However, I don't think it will come within the next generation. I think it will have to be the generation after, just because there's such a big. Um, push on brick and mortar stores and retail. Sure. Like, sure. like I mean, yeah. Again, like as we can see with the Fortnite thing, it's one thing to have your game free to play and downloadable online. It's another thing to have your game on a shelf in a Walmart mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And, it's and gonna I'll, be like Tony Skate Pro. Tony. Tony Skate Pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love I, Tony Skate. You know, you know what? I'm gonna just uh, dismiss that point altogether. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we're we're gonna in fact do that. Pro uh, the, it, I think it's it's going to be one of those things too where people are, it's going to be like the headphone jack on the iPhone where somebody is going to ditch the physical component of their console. The internet is going to completely flip its shit as it is want to do like, and then everyone's going to forget about it two weeks later. Yeah, but that's I mean that. Has well, more I know to do a lot of people are still pretty freaked out about the iPhone thing. So yeah, we're I not mean, over it, that yet. Yeah. It's. It seems like more and more phones are ditching it, which is unfortunate to me because I still use that. But I'll hang on I'm, to my Pixel for the next thirty fucking years if I have to. I'm on the Bluetooth train. <laughs> yeah, I listen via Bluetooth about ninety percent of the time, but the ten percent where I want to have headphones, I freaking want to have headphones. And you know what the biggest one of those is? Airplanes. If I want to watch a movie on an yep. airplane, you need to have an actual headphone jack. Oh yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't watch movies. I play my Switch. <laughs> and maybe if I had a Switch. It's all I'm you, doing. But you know what? Uh, the thing that is going to make me finally buy a Switch has been announced, which is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go oh Eevee, my God. which has me back on <laughs> Yo, the Pokemon we, Go train. We haven't talked about Choo-choo. this with you. When we were when we did our last recording, you weren't I here for that. It. Yeah. So and then I think like the one before that, she was also like, looking at Christine going like you're still playing Pokemon Go yeah and then <laughs> within a period of like 15 minutes I went from being like Pokemon Go who plays that anymore to being like I play Pokemon Go like <laughs> I'm leaving work to go on raids what's up bitches <laughs> oh my god and uh, it's awesome the, all, the so augmented I'm gonna, reality I'm gonna get is my, real my Pokemon themed switch and I'm gonna play Pokemon Let's Go okay Pikachu. so that that's the one thing I'm really jealous of if the fact it's gonna be a Pokemon themed switch yep I mean, I, I'm assuming it's just the Joy. I, I don't remember if I've seen pictures. I don't, I don't know if it's just the Joy-Con or. Well, considering they're making a Labo Switch that's like fully cardboard texture painted, which is fucking hype, by the way. I don't. I like hate to admit it, but that's kind of fucking awesome. Uh, they're probably gonna have it go yeah. all the way with it. Uh, so I can't wait. <laughs> yes. So. I figured since the Fourth of July is coming up, this oh, episode here it is. may come out on the Fourth of July. Uh, obviously, that's a big historical event. So today we're going to talk history in games, and we're going to talk about inaccuracy, and we're going to talk about all of that good stuff, since there has been <clears throat> controversy surrounding it since uh, Battlefield was talking you about it. You created quite an interesting spike in the audio there with that noise. Yeah, I'll have to <laughs> deal with that later. I mean, sure. I- I'm-, I'm personally more impressed at the fact that it wasn't a fucking pun. Yeah, it was actually was smooth. Yeah, I for a pun. That, that was, was a good one. See, I know my shit sometimes. It was a lot less bad than I expected. Give me some fucking credit. We'll give you some credit when you've earned a little more. I had had a few smarmy comments in line, but it was like, I can't. All right. I will take that where I can get it. So, yes, we are talking today about uh, historical accuracy in gaming. Because we all know that that's been sort of a 
a hot topic lately. Yep. Uh, it has hell. been a hot topic like those teens yeah. at the fucking mall. Oh, there uh, it is. <laughs> you set me up and I spiked it down. I That's a word for it. <laughs> Actually, uh, to be fair, Hot Topic is now more uh, frequented by professional wrestling fans than it is teenagers. Side I'll note. take your word for it. The last time I was at the mall, I actually went into a Hot Topic. So, uh, back so on to topic. <laughs> back on to the Hot Topic. Okay. Hey. Uh, that was terrible. Let's, let's talk about historical accuracy in games. Let's talk about, obviously, there's been a big Realism. controversy about the fact that the upcoming Battlefield World War II game has a woman character... In uh, what? Uh, yes, on this the, is on the front lines. Yep, which has been claimed to be by many be historically inaccurate and unrealistic. So let's talk about it. Isn't but you well, know? Can well, we actually uh, take I, a step back real quick? Yes. I, I, what I, is the most historically accurate game you guys have ever played? Civilization. I a lot of what we talk yeah. about is the fact that games inherently are unrealistic. For example, number one thing in a war game, I'm sorry to tell you this, kids, in real life, you don't respawn. Uh, so... What? <laughs> so it's Counter-Strike. Yes, so let's sorry. let's move... So, But we're going to sort of take that aside for right now about the yeah. concept of, look, I games mean, are inherently yeah. unrealistic. And inherently. There, there's a segregation there, like between gameplay and storyline and stuff like that, but that's not even what we're really talking about here, right? I mean, with with the controversy of Battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Boy. everyone had their had their you know, it was raising their voices on the internet because it was a woman that was on the front lines, but they didn't like actually talk about the fact that she had a mechanical arm, which was like the best part. Like, come on, yeah. Look, I like, mean, that was awesome, but like, it's obvious. Like, hey, that the people, here. yeah. Like, what, what? Like, what are you compl- what are complaining I mean, about? Being real, we all know that the reason people got upset about it and. They're using the historical inaccuracy as a cover, as they always do for this kind of thing. We know that, yes, the real reason they're upset is because it's a woman in them, their video games. But Hang on a minute. Do you mean that I have to spend (laughs) 30 whole seconds having to be something other than a cis white male? It's a a travesty, to be sure. I'm upset and offended. (laughs) How dare you push this agenda upon me? But now, like, so those people... one are probably not listening to our podcast. That's true. That uh, is two true. We may have alienated. Two them are not at this the point. people that we that we I would re- really care to give this message to, right? And the sure. message I want to say is that it's like more for those people that are kind of like you know what, like well, okay, yeah, I guess it is kind of historical and historically inaccurate. Because Although there were women on the front, there line. were women on the front lines and everything. However, like not with mechanical arms, not with mechanical arms, <laughs> whatever. And Battlefield being as a realistic game, and here's what I'm going to show. Like t- tell those specific subset group of these people because like obviously these people are relatively well-meaning, not necessarily on using it as a guys. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to try and actually uh, do as part of this yeah. segment is talk and about historical inaccuracy. Aside from our opinions on this particular yeah. scenario, and this is where I put my sunglasses on. And basically oh, say we're gonna get a hot take. Hot take it number two. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah, actually, like it's a play. It's a game. Play it. And like, yeah, like you can go with your like historical accuracy and stuff. But like, like it doesn't necessarily need to be battlefield, right? And like, like, like let's like just think about it for a second, right? 
It's Battlefield Five. It's fucking EA. They're not making. I mean, you you could say they're making a piece of art, but like really, they're making a product. <laughs> it's not Battlefield Five. It's not art. It looks pretty. Well, it's all also it's it, not art. It's all about context as well, because like okay, even if if this was a thing that was a statement of art, there are plenty of things that are artistic statements about historical events that are not accurate. Plenty of them. But the question is just about what's the context around it. For example, is this a Ken Burns Civil War video game, which I'm still waiting for, by the way. I still want to play. Uh, I think that sounds awful. (laughs) I watched that documentary, and by the end of it, I was like, I wish I was in this war so I could be dead too. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, It was long. That's harsh. Uh, But, you know, is it a... Is this a game that is contending to be and claiming to be a perfectly accurate representation of the time and place? And it's because that a, becomes a marketing thing. Yeah, for sure. It is a battlefield game. They made a battlefield World War One, which was not you fight existential dread and just the fact that you are going to die horribly in the you trenches. Get trench foot, and then yeah. you die from gas. That was not an accurate blimps. game. I was way more like... You I'm... can ride a horse up a 45-degree angle! <laughs> so it's Skyrim, you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, that's... Uh, understanding that context about what... Like, if a game is purporting to be accurate... Like for example, I'm thinking about when the first thing I thought of Evelyn when you thought of or when you're mentioning, uh, what's the most historically accurate game you've played? The, it's not necessarily historically accurate, but I immediately thought of Arma Two. Oh yeah, and like if you want to, you want to go further, Project Reality, sure, which is the mod for Arma. I think Arma Three actually, where it goes like you're like full on in a squadron, and you have the only you have to communicate and like actually use the right language. And if you don't, you'll get laughed out because these are like basically military people or like or people that are enthusiasts and like basically the equivalent of modern day Civil War reenactors, essentially. Yeah, I I mean, that's those kind of games like Arma 2. I played briefly because uh, for those who don't know, Arma 2 was like and, and claimed to be the most accurate military simulator there was. And, you know, there was a lot of, like, you had to move a certain way, you had to act a certain way, you had to, like, the guns behaved a certain way. Uh, Obviously, you could still respawn. It's not like you died and then the game shut itself off and you could never play it again. But even so, it still claimed to be an accurate game where you had to play it like you were actually legitimately in the military. And it was fine. Like, there were points where it was fun. But I kind of didn't enjoy it. I played it for a little bit because it was, you know, on like a $5 Steam sale at some it's point. Ar- Dude, like, Arma 2 is, like, arguably the clunkiest first-person shooter out there. And as you can see, one of the games that has been derived from it in the long, long list of mods and things that have come out is PUBG. Yeah. It, just, it plays like fucking Arma 3 almost, and that's why it's so clunky and so broken in a weird way. Because well, it's like they're holdovers from the old games. But then on top of that, it's like you have like bullet drop, bullet resistance, and like yeah. all of those simulation things that people love to tout as making my game better than your game, which is the hardest thing. Well, the like other thing that I. Yeah, it is. It's it is. like. It's. I think we've talked about this not too long ago about games that are hard and how that makes like, sure. some people think that just because it's hard, it's better. And I feel like putting a lot Darkest of this historical Dungeon. accuracy stuff, it's like, oh, this makes the game 
more complicated or more difficult or, or more it's like, something. Or better on and better on some level, and that's why and like therefore it's it better, which is so yeah. stupid because it's like, aren't you just trying to have fun? Like, don't you play games for fun? Yeah. To enjoy them. This that's is why I play games. This is again sort of similar to uh, to a topic we've had in the past talking about the based on a true story thing. It seems like the accuracy thing is sort of like that where people say like this makes it better the fact that it's actually accurate and and we're sort of hitting a point now where we're realizing no not really i mean it's because i remember with arma 2 what i was going to talk about was that you know there was a lot of realistic stuff but as it turns out realistic combat not very fun it's not that great to be like okay yeah i'm going to hide behind this wall for 20 minutes and then poke my head up and get shot in the head and then i'm done it's like okay well that wasn't very fun at all. Yeah, and like I would even say we're coming to a head with a bunch of under, other genres, which, and like I, I feel re- as of recent, right? We actually have been going very heavy into the realistic bent. Like, look at every single racing game outside of Mario Kart because that's like yeah. that's a, that's its own thing, its really. own genre of game. That's that, that's its own fucking bullshittery. Like Mario Kart and Mario Party, the same fucking game, and they both suck. <laughs> Ooh, that's you no put on yeah, your yeah that, was, no, no. that was the hottest take yeah, so far. Put on your sunglasses for that one. No, that, that, that's just objective fact. <laughs> um, uh, now, but like going to like what most games are out now, it's like Forza, right? Is the is the game Forza and Forza Horizon? Forza Horizon's a little bit more arcadey, but like when's the last unrealistic arcadey game? Yeah. racing game. It's Burnout Paradise, yeah. and it's like none of them have been good. So it's just like, like. It's it's gone so far in that direction that like that made you know Burnout uh, Paradise Remastered such a huge hit and me include um, me included in that bunch. Yeah, I mean I think that when you get into that sort of hyper real thing with games, like I always think of the new Forza games as being for for I was gonna say for car enthusiasts, but for car porn enthusiasts, like that's so much of what the new Forza games are about. Is the about polygons. Like, like hey, let me pretend to drive this car that i will never be able to for and i if you are a fan of forza believe me i don't want to judge that at all so much of games is about escapism and about living a fantasy that you may have i don't want to judge at all the the idea of like look i just want to feel like i'm driving this car and forza for all the things that it does is very good at making each car feel like you are driving yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's way better, obviously, with a racing wheel, like a reactive racing wheel and the whole setup. Yeah, and like, that's, it, it, it's amazing. It feels great. That realism is for the people who are very enthusiastic about that, though. And for someone like me, who's just like, you know, I've watched a few episodes of Top Gear. I couldn't really give much of a shit about cars. You've it, never really sat in like a high powered car. Exactly. You don't race. And it's like, I don't really care. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's kind of like, it's inside baseball to me where I'm like, all right, you know, you're, Forza's talking about all these like reactive things that they have and like, oh, this car now feels more like this and we can now yeah. actually track ABS and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, care. But, that doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's like, that's yeah. been Gran Turismo for the longest time, but like you go to PAX and it's like, Project Cars, Forza, and Gran Turismo all have their, like, giant setups, and, like, those are the only racing games anyone plays in. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a a friend who was very into Forza who had, like, a full setup, like, with a wheel and pedals and stuff like that, and I was like, you could have bought an actual car for the amount of money you put into this (laughs) setup. (laughs) Well. And, again, that, I think, goes to show that it's just what's having fun. Yeah. 
I mean, but it, I mean, it, it, yeah, it is, that's like, it, and obviously that's somebody somebody that loves that type of game, right? Yeah, and loves I'm, that type of simulation. Like, yeah, more more power to them. Absolutely. And I, th- and I think that that further applies to your point, where it's like, this is a realistic game. Mm-hmm. You aren't Very. asking for a realistic game. No. I think that's... If you really wanted a realistic game, you would hate it. A realistic war simulation game it would be agony. You'd spend 99% or of your time the, in the except, barracks cleaning your gun. for the people, and, and this, again, goes back to Arma 2. It goes back to Forza. When you're that realistic, you pretty much appeal to the people who are most hardcore. The enthusiasts, right, yeah. Because yeah. there was a community around Arma 2 who was really into Arma 2. Yeah. It's just that... Uh, it never became much bigger than that kind of niche community. And same with Forza. You know, Forza, excuse me, I know that's sort of a faux pas. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's sort of the same thing where it's, you know, it's for the community surrounding that. And it is increasingly for that community. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that developer has decided yeah. we're going to market to this community. We're going to be for that community. And it's a very sustainable yeah. relationship. And that's great. I mean, but that's if you what... want your game to be more universal than that, it's sort of hard to appeal to somebody like me who's like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, that's cool, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's why, like, we have all these simulator games, right, recently. And not, I'm not talking about the parody ones like Goat Simulator or, like, Surgeon Simulator. I'm, like, talking about, like, Farm Simulator or Train mm-hmm. Simulator that has literally $2,000 of deal fucking C. Uh, but, like, there is, like, I think we've established that there's a niche for those games. Like, there are people that are willing to play those and willing to enjoy those. And I think... Not what- Battlefield yeah, is. but and but even then, like if you, I think if you go to many of those people in those communities, like they'll go like, man, yeah, like Call of Duty sucks, but they're not gonna be like, they're not gonna like hold it hoity toity, like, oh, this is like Arma is like how games should be. At least like I know most of the enthusiasts that I know don't do that, and they're kind of more than welcoming to t- get more people into the community, willing to help out and stuff like that. But it's like when you have like this gaming community at large, and you have to remember that like again, Battlefield Five is a mass consumer product. They're just trying to gain sales. Honestly, EA is probably trying to recoup all the money they lost from fucking themselves over with Battlefront. Like, let's yep. be real. Uh, so for them to appeal to a mass market, especially in a market that has been relatively ignored by the gaming industry and having a lead female character, right? Like, people are all up in arms about Battlefield Five, but look at how much, like, positive uh, press came out of The Last of Us 2, Part 2. With that, with that opening scene and the thing that yes. they just opened out with, oh it is God. a fantastic, and it plus it looks beautiful, and it's like gotten a lot of praise and hype, and people are excited about it, and it's like no one's necessarily like talking about like, oh my God, I can't believe they're putting like Ellie, who like I think at this point we've known she has uh, tended towards girls. I don't yep. know that like, was part no, of the DLC. There's no like, there's yeah. no yeah. actual. Um, it, it wasn't, concrete yeah they don't info say that. oh she's a lesbian but we know that she tends to yeah, prefer she, women yeah which is dating back which, to the dlc is, yeah which was cool and it's like that they put that right up in front and mm-hmm. like there was no problem with that yeah so it's like and so it's like why so since we sort of established on one level that like it doesn't really matter like re- realism doesn't necessarily make your game better right it's very hard to be up in arm to see why the gaming community is up in arms over Battlefield 5 but yet we're not up in arms about The Last of Us and like well, I think a lot of that has to do with the kinds of people who play these different games and it has to do with the expectations so it's like a demographic have. issue yeah because a game like Battlefield is kind of to sort of speak to the crowd here 
is like a white male fantasy where you have your gun and you run in and you shoot a bunch of people and rah rah testosterone huzzah. Uh, stereotypically, stereotypically, stereotypically. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and I'm not saying that everyone who plays those games is like that, but that's historically what has been the most vocal audience of that game. Yeah, not even the majority necessarily, just the most vocal audience. Yeah, and, it, and it's... when you look at something like Last of Us, it's people who like story-based games, who like yeah. games that have a little bit more depth to them than raw, raw testosterone, shoot them up. Or, you know, parents that are playing this and have a kid and are, like, so moved by this by that storyline, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, with, you know, almost any form of, like, super popular media. I think of Battlefield and Call of Duty very similarly that I do to, you know, a lot of pop songs where they're highly, you know, manufactured. They're very carefully put together to have a certain feel that's very, you know, mass market, just general, very, like, conservative in the sense of, like, we're not going to take really big risks kind of thing. But we're still uh, going to put a Battle Royale mode in. Yeah, I mean, but but you know what I mean. Like, they're they're not going to really... I don't know, that's risky in 2018. <laughs> they're not going to really push... better fucking be. They're not going to really push the formula too much in terms of, oh, here's what works for us, here's what's going to make us money, and you've taking risks in the gaming industry it's, is it's appealing to a group that is not the quote-unquote traditional gamer. And, and it, I, it's expensive. It is. Honestly. And, you know, I think that's pretty much what, again, we're ignoring a lot of the perspective that I would love to talk about very deliberately because we're, you know, obviously there are many, many people who've talked about the the fact that, yes, straight up, the fact that a lot of these people are upset about Battlefield is not really the fact that it's historically inaccurate. Let's no. just reiterate that. And but, just to make it even more clear, it's sexist. They're sexist. Yes, yeah. it is straight They're up They're really, misogynist. really misogynist yes. yeah. people. Which Absolutely. Is, which, like, in, in that respect, right, like, I almost, like, and, and like, I, I would, as much as it is fun to shit on them for being assholes, right, like, it's, like, at the end of the day, like, all you can really now at this point is point at them and go like, hey, look, look at these fucking assholes. <laughs> they're assholes. Yep, yep. That's you should sort of just know they're at. assholes, right? Sort of where we're at. And, and we like, also know that they're losing, right? Yeah. Like, they're and, losing and, and, this silly, sad battle that they decided they have to win. And, we're getting yeah. these games with female main yeah, characters. And then, we're getting and, and, movies and, and, with female main characters, and they can cry and cry and cry about it all they want, but change exists in this world yeah and we're going to have games that people like me maybe someday i'll actually play a battlefield game yeah yeah and i think that's that's sort of where that's sort of where i really won't (laughs) but sort of where i stand in terms of a lot of this is i understand like i get that a lot of these people it's this fear of something because these companies are i think people sort of get this on some level the reason that people are scared is because they on some level know that these companies are indeed traditionally risk averse when it comes to this kind of Mm -hmm. thing and you know they're like well you know our traditional market has been cis white dudes and we are going to appeal to that market but what what the female main character sort of signifies is perhaps a little bit of a shift in that in that they're thinking it is more beneficial for us to have a woman main character than it is for us to appeal to this group. And that's scary to these people who are afraid of this. It's like that saying, when you've been on top for your entire life, equality looks like oppression. Absolutely. And then it's it's a risk too, because like, and at at the risk of, again, devolving into professional wrestling and all of that (laughs) crap, um, like pointing out somebody that's close now in professional wrestling, R- Ronda Rousey, right? It's like 
people said initially she would never draw as a main event. And lo and behold, you, they put her in the main event. She kicked a bunch of asses. Um, one of the most decorated athletes in combat sports, I guess. Uh, and yeah, she's she's decorated. That like it's brought women into the, into, M- into MMA, into pro wrestling, and all that stuff. Like brought them to the forefront. And I think that's like the same thing that's happening with games slowly. And yeah. it's like it's been part of like it's the dialogue that we three are having right now, right? Where we're explaining like, look, here are the faults in, and and like that has. There's the more that di- the dialogue happens, the more people's minds decide to change, and the more actions like this come out, right? And then when something like this happens, like what I hope is most people kind of look at it and go like, "Huh, that's actually pretty cool," or like, "Huh, I like, you yeah, know, that's not something I ne- necessarily know I wanted." Or there's a lot of I know there's a lot of guys out there that are like, "I, I played female main characters anyways because I thought that was always cool." Yeah, I mean, it's always uh, the thing that is. It's sort of weird to me about it, and I mean, I I know I know why it is. It's some unfortunate gatekeeping bullshit, and it's just but, like the need to feel better than other people. But but it's, like it's a also whole thing. you know it, it's sort of bizarre to me that people, and maybe this is just me, but I've never understood this feeling of this is my thing that I care about. I no one else can enjoy it. And, and that's a thing that happens across a lot of different fandoms. Unless you enjoyed exactly the way I have have uh, have like interacted yeah, or I, I've accepted never, this idea. Or, but you know this thing of like I you see this in a lot of esports communities where uh, there are efforts by some like I know it's a, a thing in a lot of the fighting game community where a lot of the committees that are starting to run them are like, well, we need to make sure we have a woman on the board. And you know, for the most part, I've seen the community generally accepting of that uh which is nice to see but it's also you know i've seen definitely some opinions that are like look why are we doing this it's like well if we in order for for better or worse in order for something to continue in our society in our capitalist society it has to grow it has to continue to expand it has to continue to reach new markets and it has to continue to keep growing if it if it's stagnant it's dying that's the nature of it. And if from a purely business perspective, again, ignoring any other perspective, why would you deliberately alienate a market that is, you know, 50% plus of people? Why would you deliberately push that out? You have to expand into that from a purely business perspective. Because, yeah, at a certain point, you get all of the other section and it's like. Well, that's it. That well's dried up. We gotta go dig somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, shareholders are still gonna be looking for fucking money, which maybe is more of a larger condemnation, but whatever. Yeah, it's, you know, it's so surprising to me that people that people aren't willing to to see that as, like, this is, even if, again, nothing else, this is a necessary step for our community to grow. And as gamers, we should be... We've been, you know, there's the the gamer was for the longest time the butt of the joke. It's South Park. Yeah, and yeah. now we're we're moving, cool. We're the we're, mainstream. Yeah, we've we moved, have million dollar tournaments that are watched more broadly than sports. We've moved into the mainstream, and a lot of that is because now it's becoming it's appealing to more demographics. It's appealing yeah. to women. It's appealing to. Uh, people of LGBT communities. It's appealing to all these and, different and groups. Games and have evolved as a storytelling form. Like I, I remember showing my mom Hellblade, like yeah. during Christmas, and she was like, "This is a video game." 
And we should be excited about that. We oh, should, yeah, was so cute. We shouldn't be looking at this as something that is a threat to the traditional architecture. This is an exciting thing that says that, look, this is going... Like, no one doubts at this point that games are art. And I think a lot of that is due to the people who've been willing to take these risks to put women as leads and as major figures in their game, along with many other... Uh, social groups and ethnic groups and all of that sort of thing. So yeah. that's something I think we should all be really excited about. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I certainly am too. I think it is awesome that we have more of an easy access point for people into games. And I think that it's just going to keep getting better. Better Absolutely. and better. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. And uh, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, please leave a comment. Please send us a message. Please, you know, just let us know what you think. We, we have would, a Twitter. Yep, we have a Twitter. Review we have us on iTunes, iTunes, <laughs> Instagram. All right, all right, all right. Yes, not to like promote us too hard, but we'd love to hear from you. We'd Slam love that subscribe button. We would okay, stop. love <laughs> to talk about the, some of the things you guys think. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, this has been another episode. So, thanks, everybody. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.